How's it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I am your host, Thomas Penland, joined today by a guest who's been on here many times, but he's finally back after a long absence, Brett Baker. Today is Thursday, January 13th. Brett, say what's up to the people. What up, what up, dude? It's been a while. Um, I think it's been like probably a year since my last appearance on your podcast here, but um, you know, I'm back. I've taken a minor leave of absence from the sports world, but you know, I've Never let my knowledge leave me. I'm still a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, guys, we you, like you said, the knowledge never leaves him. You know, Brett's still been gambling on sports. He's still been watching a ton of sports. He's still very involved in everything. You know, I figured I wanted to get someone in here today who had a vested interest in one of these teams playing one of the games <laughs> that we'll talk about a little later. But, you know, guys, it's 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 Thursday. It's late in the week. So, you know, that means it's time for a pick pod. Um, I delayed talking about the national championship and everything just because Ben is an Alabama fan. The kid, I've, the guy I've been doing it with mostly. <laughs> And he is out for the week. So we'll talk revisit college football next week. But for now, guys, we're just going to straight up give you all the picks for all the games this week. It should be a great week. We even have have MLK Day football, a little Monday night football action as well. Wild card week. Don't know how much I'm a fan of that, but I can't hate on the extra day of football. But let's get down to it here, Brett. We're going to kick things off Saturday afternoon, 4.30 p.m. on NBC. Las Vegas Raiders, they're they currently 9-7, and seven, taking on the 10-6 and six Bengals. Um, spread on this game is currently 5.5. Over-under is set at 49. Um, Brett, you playing anything on this game? So, before we get started on this, I did want to say go dogs. Um, been waiting on that one for a while. But that is aside the point because we're talking wild card weekend. But... This game is going to be a weird one, dude. It's like one of my favorites on the whole entire slate. We're kicking off the playoff slate by a snow game, potentially, which is incredible because, like, who doesn't love a good snow game? But five and a half points, I think, is a pretty solid line on this game. I think – I really don't think it comes down to field goals. So, I think I'm going to go with the best team if I had to, which is going to be the Bengals. They're hot. They're hotter than basically any team in the – league at this point so as far as offensive offenses go but if Joe Burrow is not healthy completely then that does worry me but I don't know I think I'm gonna go with Bengals I don't I'm this kind of a stay away game I I have a rule of thumb to just kind of enjoy the first playoff game okay fair enough um I'm the opposite man I want action we don't have much football left I'm gonna damn sure bet (laughs) as many of them as I can um look Bengals have been good this season. They've been damn good too in the whatever what do they call their stadium? I'm trying to think of what they have a name for it. I can't think of what they call it. But anyway, whatever they call their stadium. Oh, the jungle. There we go. The jungle. It's gonna be a tough environment in the jungle, man. Um, before I give you all my pick though, Ben he sent me a text of all his picks. He took the over, uh, he said 48 and a half or 49. He'll take either number. We'll give him the better number in spirit of the podcast. So the last two games, the Bengals offense has been clicking and the Raiders are playing winning football. I think Burrow's ready to sling it all over the yard. So look, the Bengals played about the 24th hardest schedule in the NFL. The Raiders, though, on the other hand, they played the ninth hardest schedule in the NFL. I looked at the Bengals' schedule before they played Kansas City. I predicted a Kansas City blowout. I still think there were some atrocious pass interference calls in that game that really helped Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati has been a bit fortunate. They've beaten up on a lot of bad things, on a lot of bad teams. They really haven't, don't have any impressive wins besides Kansas City, in my opinion, this season. 
on the flip side of things for the Raiders, this Raiders team is grinded, man. Nobody thought the Raiders would still be here after everything they've went through. They've went through a tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, and they're still here playing their best football. This defense is legit. Joe Burrow has a knee injury. We don't know how serious it is. Andy has a finger injury. On top of that, he missed that last game of the season. I expect Burrow to maybe be a little out of sync here. I think the Raiders, I mean, they're pretty good against the run too, man. I think this Raiders team's going to stack the box. These two teams played earlier in the season as well in Las Vegas, and it was a and it was a three-point game going into the fourth quarter where the Bengals pulled away. This is a revenge game for the Raiders. I think five and a half is way too many max play Raiders come into the jungle and lose by a field goal. Actually, I'm going to say by two. I'm going to say 33-31, so I do like that over. I will say – they are pretty tried right now, the Raiders at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, they've had a tough game against the Chargers. Won it senselessly. Love that shit. Love it. They shouldn't have even done that, but they did it anyway. And I think it just comes down to the weather, though, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, I would say, say usually in weather games, I like to bet the under, but snow games, I mean, have been all over the place. There's been tons of high Bro, scoring snow games. Yeah, snow games, I feel like they, they weather really has no effect on what the score of the game is, unless it's like a blizzard where you can't see or there's like crazy wind or like cra- crazy rain affects it more than snow. You know what I mean, though? Like I Snow like games are ugly, things. dude. They can get ugly in both ways. Like they can yeah. be like 10 to 10 or like 40 to 40. Yeah, like, you there's that no Lions- rhyme or reason. You remember that Lions-Eagles game where Calvin Johnson had, like, 200 yards receiving and LaShawn McCoy had, like, 250 yards on the ground? Or it was, like, Bills and Lions or something? I mean, dude, it's just – there's no rhyme or reason in a snow game. And I think it comes down to – I really just think it comes down to the run game in this particular game, which is odd because you got two guys that are prolific passers. Mm -hmm. Hey, they both have good uh, running backs, though. You know, Jacobs and Mixon are beasts. Dude, Jacobs and Mixon. I've been saying Mixon is a sneaky top three fantasy back next year. Like, top three pick. Sneaky. Yeah. No, I like Mixon a lot. He's a good runner. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the, Ra- with the Raiders here, plus five and a half. I think it's going to be a tight game, and I think it's going to come down to a McPherson long field goal at the end of the game. Next game up here on the slate, we got the New England Patriots taking on the Buffalo Bills. This game's on 8-15 on CBS. Buffalo, a four-point home favorite overrunner in this game is at 44. Brett, you like anything here? Dude, I actually like the Bills in this situation. I think the second game between the Patriots and the Bills is a more accurate representation of how this actually matches up because the first game was bonkers. Yeah, That win was some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen in a football game ever. Balls were literally moving backwards in, mm-hmm. into the – like when you were kicking into the wind, they were going back towards the kicker. I just think that the Bills just – have too much firepower, and they kind of exposed the Patriots on the ground last game. And I don't think the Patriots have that great of a run defense. And on top of that, look, I know you don't – there's three things you don't do in football. You don't bet against Bill Belichick. You don't bet against Tom Brady. And you usually don't bet against Aaron Rodgers in the first round. But I think one of them's got to fuck up, right? One of them's got to lose. So hey, I think it might be the third one you said right there, Brett. The Aaron Rodgers one. We'll get to that. Ooh, that's a we'll get, Yeah, we'll get to that later on in the podcast, though, when I reveal to y'all my Super Bowl champion is gonna be. Anyway, um, I'm actually on the opposite side of you here. I like New England plus the four and a half. Divisional road dogs in the first round of the playoffs are 13 and six against the spread. You can take that for what it's worth, but look. I think for one reason you said you don't bet against Bill Belichick, man. This is gonna be the third time Belichick's seen Buffalo. 
I think Belichick has a secret sauce here to beat Buffalo, and I think he hasn't shown him his real look. I think he's saving it up for this game right here. Belichick's going to have an answer for him. They're not going to be able to run the football, I don't think, in this game. I think it's going to come down to Josh Allen throwing the ball. This could be one of those weird weather games. Is there is snow, rain, wind all in the forecast for it. There's going to be some weird weather across the NFL pretty much this entire weekend, except for in Dallas pretty much because they're playing indoor. You know, games where they're playing out west or they're in indoor, those are going to be the only games where there isn't any weather. I just think think they're going to get it done on the ground. I think this New England run run offense is going to be too much for Buffalo. I think Mac Jones will make the throws he needs to. I wouldn't be shocked to see kind of the first matchup over again. I don't want to take the over-under in this game, but I do think Patriots cover the four, and I actually think they win this game outright. I think but I really just haven't been impressed with Buffalo on the back half of the season, really since they beat Kansas City, honestly. Fair. I mean, honestly, the first two games, I will say, as far as betting goes, are kind of toss-ups. They're not going to be my like big heavy plays. Mm-hmm. I'm saving those till Sunday, but I honestly do think they're both kind of 50-50, especially on the spreads. Yeah, I think they're more dog games. I feel pretty good about the Raiders. I think that game should be closer to four or three points. I think it should be like that three and a half range or so. This game, I think, is a little bit more of a toss-up, but I just like the Patriots with the points, man. Belichick is an underdog. You know, I feel like that's where he's going to play his best football. Before before you bounce off Saturday, I will say I'm I'm – been saying for a while now that I'm interested in betting live on that Bengals Raiders game because like you said we don't really know like what could happen on a snow day like it could mm-hmm. be a shootout but you'll you're gonna have an idea of what's gonna be going on after about a quarter or so so I don't know that one's gonna be a fun one I'm like dude I love snow games they're probably Same. like in my top five of like sport events a snow game mm-hmm at the end of the NFL season, you cannot beat it. No, I agree. Snow games in the NFL season, unbelievable, especially in the playoffs, man. You can't ask for much else. Um, next game up here, there's going to be extreme weather. No snow, though, because we are in Tampa, Florida. This game's at 1 o'clock on Fox. It's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles wild card taking on Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. The, the over-under in this game is at 46. Tampa Bay is an 8.5-point favorite. I'll start out on this one. I think Tampa Bay probably covers here. Look, Philadelphia, what does this team do? They run the football. What can you not do on Tampa Bay is run the football. I've been unimpressed by Jalen Hurts and them. Philadelphia has also played the easiest schedule besides New England of any team in the playoffs. Or sorry, besides Tampa Bay of any team in the playoffs. Tampa Bay's played the easiest schedule of all the teams in the playoffs. I just don't think they're a for real team. I mean, the Eagles, I mean... They haven't. They don't have a single win over a quality opponent. The last time these two teams played, the Patriots. Or, I mean, the um, Bucks were up by fourteen pretty much the whole game. They backdoored the spread and covered it at six, and they went for two to win, lose by six when the spread was six and a half. I was actually on oh, the yeah, Eagles that was in that brutal. game. Yeah, that was a Thursday that point, night football. That, yeah. that two point conversion was literally useless like it did not (laughs) did not mean anything other than the covering the spread hey it was useful to me man because i won my bet but anyway yeah you know i i think this game i think i say this game is going to be like a 31 to like 14 type win i think that tampa bay wins this one pretty comfortably with that being said 31 plus 14 puts us at 45 I'm taking the under, man, at 46 in this game. There's going to be extreme weather. I really don't think the Eagles are going to move the ball, man. I could honestly could see the Eagles getting shut out. If I had to pick any team to lose by the worst margin, I'd take the Eagles here for sure. I think this will be the biggest margin, biggest blowout of the entire slate. I mean, I just really don't believe in this offense at all. Plus, two, Jalen Hurts is banged up. And, you know, if we noticed, too, that they did a study on it last year. These teams that don't play their players the last week of the season, they typically play worse the following game. Jalen Hurts and the, pretty much the whole Eagles team didn't play the last week, so – Give me Tampa Bay. 
Okay. We're gonna we're gonna have some uh, differing opinions on this one. So I okay. definitely agree with the under. The under should one hundred percent be hammered. It's sitting at a number where, like, to be honest, I don't even think it comes close to. I agree. Fun fact: Tampa Bay is actually experiencing a little bit of a cold front, mm-hmm. which I know sounds crazy because it's in Tampa, but they're actually expecting gusts of winds up to forty miles per hour. No way. Similar, similar to that Bills Patriots game that we mentioned earlier. That is a recipe for disaster. One forty-six points. Not even coming close to hitting that. So go ahead and tag the under. And because of this, <clears throat> I actually think that the Eagles keep it relatively close. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it's – I don't think that the Bucks. I'll say this. Very similarly to the first game, I don't think that the Bucks are ever in any serious, like, situation where they could possibly lose this football game. Yeah. But I think eight and a half points gives the – Eagles enough room to like score in some weird ways, mm-hmm. especially if there's like whole halves of football that Tampa Bay cannot or full quarters of football that Tampa Bay just can't score in because they're, you know, stuck in the wind. And look, Tom Brady's old as hell. He doesn't have the arm strength that he used to. Josh Allen got away with some of those throws that he was throwing in that win game because he was literally just throwing his whole body into throws against the wind. And I think yeah. that, with this game, if it's if that weather can if that weather holds up and actually has you know thirty mile per hour winds consistently, I just cannot see a team covering eight and a half. I don't care how much you know different the skill sets are. Hey, that is a good point. Usually, under and the underdog are are correlated together, especially when they're catching over a touchdown. So. I mean, I, I'm not – I'm not. let's put it this way. I'm not too keen on a side. There's a reason why I didn't play one. I think under, though, is the best bet in that game. Under um, is definitely the best bet. If yeah. you're going to max play something in that game, it's the under. Yeah. I, see, we, I just know that we missed the best number at 49.5. That's the only reason why I'm not on it for a max play. But, I mean, I think that's a great bet by you. I don't yep. see any way you lose it. Next game up here Relax. on the slate is where that my biggest bet of the entire week comes in right here. San Francisco 49ers take on Brett's boys, the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, a three-point home favorite. The overrun in this game is at 51. I'll go first on this one, so I know Brett's going to have a lot to say. You know what, Brett? You're not going to like what I have to say either. I know what you're going to say. Give me the 49ers money line. Spread is a max play. I'm taking the money line as well for one unit. I'm all over this play here. Kyle Shanahan, 60% as a dog. Dallas's run attack has not been that great. Run defense has not been great either. Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell early and often in this game. Look, I would argue that Dallas really doesn't have an impressive win in a while. And I would say the best team they've played in a minute has been the Raiders, who ended up beating them in that game. That was embarrassing. I mean, the Cardinals stink too, and they win their house and beat them. I just don't see it happening any other way here, man. This team is absolutely on fire. The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan has been a beast away from home. It feels like whenever they play a home game, they lose. Whenever they play on the road, they win. It's a good thing for them. They're on the road here. I think San Francisco is coming together and getting healthy and playing their best football right now at the right time. I think San Francisco is going to come out on fire in this game. And I think ultimately they get it done. I got San Francisco winning this game outright. All right. It seems like you were taking some personal shots in there, but I'm going to, I'm going to disregard them. Um, so I actually said something very odd, something that I would never, you would never catch a sports guy saying. I think that there's a lot of value in both sides, minus three and plus three, which I know makes zero sense. 
but the Dallas Cowboys as a team make zero sense. So I think that the worst case scenario, we go in here and we absolutely blow it like we did against, I don't know, Denver, where they just ran all up and down us. I mean, they could we could not get a stop on the ground to save our lives. But we are a much more complete team on the defensive side since that little fiasco. I mean, we have a our defense is finally getting healthy. I think the one of the X factors in this game is Leighton Vander Esch, who's actually had three of his best games, possibly of his career in the last three games. And I also think that Micah Parsons is probably he's probably the perfect build for a player to face the 49ers. I mean, he matches up so well with the 49ers. I think as long as we can at least limit the run game and put a ton of pressures on a banged up Jimmy G, I think as long as we can get a turnover or two, we'll win this football game. But you know what? I said it earlier. I mean, aside from this game, this is going to be the hardest stretch of NFC games that somebody has to go through to win the Super Bowl. So I've already said the Cowboys probably have a 5% chance of winning the Super Bowl this year, unfortunately, because we're going to have to we're going to have to beat the 49ers. They're a tried team. They're hot. They just got in the playoffs on a crazy win against the Rams. And then you have to go into Tampa. You have to beat Tom. You have to go into Green Bay and probably beat Aaron Rodgers, although you have a take on that one. I don't know if it's like a loss take or if it's just a spread covering. But nonetheless, no, it's a loss. That is that is brutal to have to experience that little flurry of games and then have to go and have a chance at the Super Bowl. So I have a pretty realistic take on the Cowboys, and I just uh, I don't see it happening this year, but I do think we squeeze out this game. I do like – I love our defense. Like, this is the best defense I've ever seen, and I wish that Dak was playing a little bit more consistently because he's played more consistently in the past with worse teams. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if they can get hot on offense, this team is, you know, sky's the limit, but they have a pretty low floor, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I mean, Dallas definitely does have all the talent there. I just feel like they haven't been able to put it all together quite yet. And, you know, I just really haven't seen that impressive win from them yet. But, hey, now's the time for them to go out and get it. So maybe they'll pull through and get it for you, Brett. I just I just think San Francisco is the one team I probably wouldn't want to face right now in the NFC. Um, if one, more, one more thing on that, I will say. I think the game plan is probably going to be kind of similar to our game plan against the Chiefs, where our defense actually played well. He only gave up 19 points, um, really put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes and was just kind of making some crazy plays on the defensive side of the ball. But I just think that our the biggest part of this game, the biggest X factor is going to be Dak Prescott. And I know that sounds really cliche because he's the main co- or he's a quarterback for us. But, dude, like he cannot come out flat like he has just kind of missing throws uh, a little bit behind receivers, a little bit out in front of receivers, just not making the right decision. Like, he cannot do that in this game. And I, I honestly – I trust Dak Prescott. I don't know how much, but I do trust him. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, hopefully he – hopefully he uh, get he reassures you of that trust and makes you happy you trusted him. That's going to be a hell of a game. That game's on at 4.30 on CBS, like I said earlier. Sunday night football, I don't know why they chose this game to be the night game, but this is – I'll take that back. This is going to – has the highest likely ability to be a blowout. Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite at Arrowhead. Over and under in this game's at 46-and-a-half. Brett, you like anything on this one? 
Dude, I don't like anything on this one, and I'll tell you why. I just simply don't think the NFL is going to allow Big Ben to go out that sad. Like, this game has 30-point blowout written all over it. Like, it has blowout written all over it. But, like, do I want to take Pitt plus 12.5? Hell no. I don't want to touch that. But, like, do I also think that the NFL might do some sneaky sneakiness and give him as many calls as possible to keep it within one touchdown? Sure do. I mean – I don't know. I think 12 and a half has good value if you're just solely taking to taking into account the fact that, you know, it's Big Ben's last game. Yeah. But I think I just cannot like maybe maybe the overhits on the Chiefs alone, but I don't think that the Steelers have the firepower. And I think the Chiefs defense is honestly pretty good little squad they've got over there. And I just do not see it going over. I'm staying away from this game personally. I might bet like a player prop or something. But that's about it. Yeah, so I know I said I wanted action, but I'm not taking any action on this game. Look, if you're even more desperate for action than I am, you could throw that under the 49ers and the Chiefs into a 10-point teaser. I'm not messing around with that, though. Look, I agree with you, honestly. I think that – I think Kansas City should win this game. Like, I literally think Kansas City should win this game by – I think, like, they should literally name the score they want, and that should be the final score of the game. Like, that's how bad of a blowout I think it should be. I think Pittsburgh's and the Eagles are probably the two worst teams that are in the playoffs at this point. And I just see, though, Big Ben in his last game just throwing, throwing, throwing. Sports is where magic happens, and anything can happen on an NFL field in sports. I could see Big Ben pulling something out of his ass, just like you said, and putting together his his greatest last performance of his career and giving Kansas City all they want more. At the same time, like like we said, it could be a 30-point blowout easily. I think I would rather take Big Ben point, uh, pass yards over. I thought about Kansas City first half. One, I don't like the number at all of seven and a half. I think that's a dead number in my opinion. And number two, Kansas City in the playoffs when that they won the Super Bowl, they, you know, the thing I always remember is that they started slow in all those games. They trailed the tech. The Texans were beating them like 21 zero at one point in time. And they came back and were still winning by the half. But I mean, the Texans were up by three scores at one point in time. I can't get that out of my mind. I can't get out of my mind. The Tennessee game, Kansas city plays with their food too much. I don't see them having any sense of urgency in this game. I'm not touching this game, but I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, watch it. I will say I was on a little heater to end the season on uh-huh. touchdown props, like an absolute okay. tear. I mean, live betting, touchdown props, did not matter what I was doing. I was just hitting them. Okay. So I have a little touchdown prop in this game because I'm not going to bet anything else on it. All right. I do like the value. It's big time value. Are you ready for this? I don't know what the line is yet, but I know it's going to be positive. That's all I've got for you. Okay. Byron Pringle to score a touchdown. Go ahead and book it. It's I'd say that'll be plus 180 or something. Really? I thought it figured to be plus like 400 or something like that. It's Byron Pringle. I mean, he's, know. I know, but he's solely going to be low because they're playing the Steelers and basically in is what expected to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe going to be like plus 220, but go ahead and book it. He's going to score. He might be the first touchdown scorer of the game, by the way. Okay. Here's a hot take. Yeah, that, that will definitely be plus like 1500 so i like that brett i like that i'll, I'll ride that with you a little, little sprinkle on it give us some skin in the game anyway last game up here on the slate monday night football that's right guys we still have monday night football no thursday night but we still got monday night arizona cardinals take on division foe the rams rams are currently a four-point home favorite 
over under in this game is at 49 and a half. So y'all remember Mike, what I said about the division home about the division dogs, they're 13 and four or 13 and six on the road. It gets the spread in wildcard weekend. Matthew Stafford has never won a game before in the playoffs. Think about that. As long as Matthew Stafford, as much as he's done in the NFL, he's never won a playoff game. Matthew Stafford over the last four games of the season had eight interceptions and played absolutely terrible football. Was it just, it was the end of the season. Was it who they played? I don't know what it was guys, but I personally think that that is a real thing. And Stafford threw a lot of interceptions this season itself. He's just a gunslinger. At the same time, though, Arizona is trending down, man. I almost don't want anything to do with Arizona either the way they played. They're so up and down. They go out and lose to the Seahawks after they beat the Cowboys. I mean, this Arizona team hasn't made any sense to close out the season. They clearly missed DeAndre Hopkins, and I'd say he's probably the most valuable non-quarterback in the entire NFL. At the end of the day, though, I'm going to take the four points here and take Arizona. Just simply the fact that Matthew Stafford has never won a playoff game and and the fact that he's giving four points. I've never believed in the Rams. I didn't believe in the Cardinals either. I said both teams are frauds, and I wanted to bet against them. Just so happens they're both playing against each other. I'm going to take the Cardinals here to cover the four. and I'm not going to say they'll win this one outright, but I'm going to say they'll cover the four. We're ending the night by agreeing and – just complete agreement right on this one because I do think both of these teams are a little bit fraudulent. Um, I like the Rams defense better, but I like the Cardinals offense a little bit better for this particular matchup. I think they're a little bit more dynamic. They're also coming in. They're also coming into the third game divisional. I think that's going to probably lower the scoring total a little bit from the last two matchups, which I think both went over 50. Um, I don't think, I don't think the over – the over is probably right on the fence. Like, I think it, you are literally hitting a 50-50 shot on that over, and I just think you got to take the Arizona plus four. I mean, that's a field goal. You might push on, like, that weird yeah. area where you can score score a touchdown and get the three points or four points back. Fun fact, dude, Cardinals are 7-1 and one against – or on the road. Oh, season. yeah, I forgot about that. That's a good point, it's, actually. They're a little hot on the road, so I, I – I, Good the Cardinals, were, I mean, the Cardinals have not looked good all season, and they, for some reason, get smoked at home, and they just beat the Cowboys in their road game against us, which I'm going to be honest, I didn't expect at all. Unbiasedly, didn't even expect it. But I just think you got to take the plus four in this game. I mean, third game of the season, I just cannot see a blowout in either direction. I really can't see either team win by a touchdown. And if it is going to be a deciding touchdown, I think it's going to be an overtime, which would suck. But I think you've got to take the four points. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up too about about them being much better on the road. The Arizona was kind of the team that I get after they beat the Rams. You know, before up until they beat we're five and zero, oh, I was like, all right, I'll, I like this team. I think they're a little underrated. Bet on them a decent bit, and then I was like, all right, this team's overrated. They're too hot. They're bound to lose some games, and they just burned me. And then I was like, okay, maybe I should keep playing on them. And then they burned me. I could never get Arizona right all season long. I finally I did a couple times at the end, but they still burned me again at the end. I mean, I'd say I probably lost the worst all season long on Arizona. So, yeah. and I got you a, I got you another player prop on this one too, and you're all gonna right. like this one. This is this is gonna be a fun one, guys. Everybody is rooting for this. I'm betting a Cam Akers touchdown on this one. Oh, he's back, baby. He's back. He is back, and I think, like, honestly, I think a Cam Akers touchdown for the Rams wins them this football game. I think just the general swing of emotion on that one mm-hmm. will be huge for that entire locker room. So 
I'm betting on Cam Akers to score. I think they. I think he's been healthier than people think he is for a while, and I think they actually took their time on it. And which sounds crazy, but yeah. here's a little bit of piece of medical sprinkle. As you know, my my brother is a doctor, um, emergency medicine, and he basically talks about how a clean, completely clean tear of the Achilles is the best possible thing that can happen to somebody that tears their Achilles. If it's a partial tear, it's much, you know, it risks not healing correctly. It risks re-injury, but a completely clean tear of the Achilles is an easy fix. It's easier to recover from, and it's easier to come back full strength quicker. So with that being said, go ahead and book it. Cam Akers is going to score a touchdown, whether it be on the ground or receiving. He's going to get in the end zone. Yeah, good call there, Brett. Um, real quick, before we give away our Super Bowl predictions here, I forgot to give out Ben's picks on the other games. Um, on the Patriots and Bills, Ben says under 43 and a half, two strong defenses, expecting poor weather, and I think the Pats will run the ball and run clock a lot like last time. He said no play on the Bucks eagles um, He wants to see the Bucks perform with their new-look offense before he plays. Um, not enough trust. Fit. Well, yeah, neither of us even include the fact Tampa Bay's missing all their wide receivers basically in our handicap for the under. So even stronger right there on the under. Um, I did meant to mention it, but. Yeah, he, he agreed with me on the uh, 49ers and a game with the plus three in money line. He says he thinks this is a tough get for the Cowboys here. 49ers red hot. He trusts Kyle Shanahan and his offensive weapons. He says no play on Steelers and Chiefs, but he leaned Chiefs because of the talent gap. They should be able to get after Big Ben. And then on the la- on the uh, Cardinals and Rams, he says Cardinals plus four in the over. Both matchups, we saw a lot of points. Cardinals have not lost on the road. I'll take that. Uh, he said, I'll take that trend all day. So that's what that's what Ben likes today, guys. Um, I assume he means ATS. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated the ATS on the road. I think they did lose one game on the road, Cardinals. though. Yeah. Um, seven or one straight up. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let, so let's get down though, guys, to our Super Bowl predictions here. Um, I usually don't like to go back on my original preseason predictions, but I did predict the Browns to win the Super Bowl. So that is definitely shot. <laughs> I will say this though. I will say this though. I did say Kansas city would probably win, but I was going to take the Browns just because I wanted to try to be different. And I thought they had really good odds in Vegas and look, the Browns don't get COVID. They probably are here right now because COVID screwed them out of two games that they were pretty much. They had a, they had a they, lot of stuff. Screw them out. Yeah, they really did. And they barely lost those last two games. They had all the injuries and everything. So, you know, I mean, I don't they feel, lost Chubb. They lost Chubb for a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah. I mean, they lost Cream Hunt. Baker Mayfield was a, skele- was a corpse. Yeah. OBJ. I mean, they literally had to have a game move to Tuesday and played Nick freaking Mullins and lost on a game losing field goal with like 30 seconds left. I mean, the Browns were close I do, to being. I do feel for, uh, I do feel for Baker Mayfield. I think he gets a bad rep. I mean, that dude was. As you said, a corpse. I think that's given him a little bit too much credit. He was basically full-on, like, handicapped by every, like, I mean, arms, legs, shoulder, Mm -hmm. neck. I mean, that guy was messed up. So that was a grit season for him. I can't – I can't – got to respect him, man. Absolutely. Brett, what's your Super Bowl matchup and why? Oh, God, dude. Ah, dude, I honestly – this is, I will say, this year, especially in the NFC, is one of the more – honestly, both sides – is one of the more open, like, Super Bowl runs. Like, I think it's pretty damn 
wide open in both mm-hmm. leagues, both conferences. I'm going to go with like a complete, complete wild card. Okay. Okay. I know that you don't like this particular pick um, for this week. I think that the Cincinnati Bengals have a legitimate chance. I'm going to go with my guy, Joe Burrow, to get there because I know that that guy is a champion. Mm-hmm. He's a, I, don't, I don't know how you could doubt this, man. I don't know how you could doubt him at this point. He's a champion. I think that he has a good run to the Super Bowl this year. I think a lot of teams that are in front of them are kind of frauds, like the Bills, fraudulent. I don't think Tennessee is as good as the one seed may, you know. I mean, this is a team that got beat by the Texans, and I don't think Tannehill is a Super Super Bowl quarterback. The only team that they can't beat or that people assume that they can't beat is the Kansas City Chiefs, and they've already done it. So I think it's going to be in the AFC between Kansas City and the Bengals. I said it. That's my that's my little hot take on your show right now. Okay. Um, as for the NFC, man, I'm just going to sell out here. Screw it, dude. I don't – I have, like I said earlier, 5% chance. I'm going to go with the boys. That's what I said. It's going to be boys Bengals. <laughs> you like that? You well, like the good that thing, hot take? The, the good thing is, Brett, you don't have to put any money on it. So, hey, yeah, I can't wait. You like wait. that hot take? I can't blame you, man. I mean, look, if I was coming on your podcast, I'd probably pick the Falcons if they were in the playoffs just because why not? You know, you, they'd hey, be like, not, hey. Man? I mean, it means nothing. It means nothing in the scheme of it. I can't. I think the Cowboys can legitimately beat any team in the NFL on any given or Sunday or Saturday or Monday or mm-hmm. Thursday or whenever the hell we're playing games. I really do think genuinely that they can beat any team based on the talent. Whether or not they're able to put it all together, is a whole nother thing, but I will say that they're finally like, I feel like our offense is finally clicking, albeit against not great opponents, but like, I feel like our offense is finally starting to get on the right track. Like we had a couple good drives at the end of the uh, Cardinals game. We smoked the two NFC East teams, which doesn't necessarily say much, but I do think that the return of Tony Pollard, uh, the return of Tyrone Smith, we're finally getting healthy on that side of the ball. And I honestly just, I think it's possible. I think it's a possibility. Now, do I think that it's actually going to happen? Maybe not, but I mean, it's worth a shot. You know, I haven't seen him in the playoffs in a while, so we might as well just bet with our guys. Hey, so we'll let the man dream. I hope that does happen for you, Brad. I really do. But look, I personally think this is what's going to happen here. I alluded to it earlier. I think Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers are going to catch absolute fire. This team plays their best football on the road. I can't buy the Packers, man. I really think this team is a bunch of frauds. I didn't buy them the entire season long. Aaron Rodgers won in five in the NFC Championship. Fortunately, I don't think I think the 49ers will save him the embarrassment of going one in six. I think Kyle Shanahan and the boys are going to run the table. They're hot. They're ready to go at the right time. I'm predicting a match, a rematch that we saw two Super Bowls ago, and they're going to face the Kansas City Chiefs here. Now, I did put money on it before that they locked the number one seed at a, when they were plus, um, when they're over plus eleven hundred odds on the Titans to win the Super Bowl. I think the Titans have good value. I think they're going to have make a good run at it, but I just can't go against Kansas City, man. Patrick Mahomes is the baddest 
man in the NFL. That defense is nasty, like we said earlier. That defense is going to fly around and make plays. It's going to be really hard to beat this team. This Kansas City defense ever since adding Melvin Ingram is different. I got the Kansas City Chiefs beating the 49ers again, but I would not be surprised if the Titans got there either. I'm predi- I'm but that's my final prediction. Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. Look, I don't think you could possibly go wrong with that one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the favorite pick for sure. Like honestly, if I'm picking a team to definitely win, like it's probably going to be the uh, Vegas betting favorite. So good for you, Thomas. Yeah. Well, I think the no, Packers are the Vegas betting favorite. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't go with the Vegas betting favorite, but I mean, look, the I hate it. My TP3. Yeah. Kansas my city <laughs> chiefs to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my hot, my sleeper team is the Titans, but I'm picking Kansas city. Although I don't think the Titans have much betting value anymore. I thought they did two weeks. Well, and I said they did two weeks ago. I thought they had a lot of value. Now that they have the number one seed, I don't think there's as much value at them anymore. I took the 49ers to win the NFC though. I just threw like, it was like 25 bucks wins me. Like, I think like a thousand. So, I mean, they Word. thought it was pretty, I thought it was a pretty, I have a, high value I have a future on the Cowboys as do I every single season. So like, yeah, why not? I, I actually have a future just, on the on the Cowboys, Packers, and Tampa Bay all to win the NFC. I just bet on them at different times when nice. they were worth different amounts. So I basically, nice. no matter what, will win money. But I'll obviously want that 49ers one to hit yeah. the most. Dude, that thought process, I guess, was – my thought process here is that I think the Bengals and the Cowboys can be any team on the NFL, in the NFL. And I think if they do get hot, it would just be great runs to see out of both teams. And honestly, I think the AFC does – have a lot of questionable teams like even even the Chiefs like the Chiefs are the least questionable team in yeah. my opinion but they still have some things where like they've been exposed this season you know what I'm saying like they went down big against the Chargers the Chargers God bless them just like God they cannot win a close game to save their lives but it's like sad to watch and then the Bengals Obviously have their own sets of issues, but they have had a lot of impressive wins. Like you got to give that to them in terms of just like, mm-hmm. I won't say and wins against like impressive opponents necessarily, but like just impressive performances. And my guy, Joe Burrow looks like me on occasion. So I just got to, got to ride with the guy. Hey, fair enough, Brad. I don't hate the prediction at all. It's going to be fun to watch everything play out. Um, Hopefully we hopefully we bring you all some great winning bets this week. I hope everyone wins some good money. And once again, Brett, I appreciate you hopping on, man. Yeah, dude, I gotta get back on here from time to time. Hey, if it's the Cowboys a- yeah, if the Cowboys win, we'll have to get Brett on here again to give us another <laughs> wild Cowboys prediction. But anyway, appreciate everyone who tuned in and we'll talk to you all again soon.